Good. Anything embarrassing I said didn't get recorded. I'm really proud of that. Thanks. Oh no, it's all recorded. No. Oh yeah. And blackmail. You, you better believe that、uh, we are going to leave everything in. No. <laughs> So anyway, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> welcome,、uh, everybody, and、um, welcome to、uh, our very fantastic and bubbly guest,、uh, Katie Masters. Indeed. <laughs> Hi. So, this is episode、uh, six of the Writers six. Podcast. Six. Are you、I、sure?、Think. Oh,、um, we've no. Recordings the the last the last few days the last week I, I've kind of lost track. I think we might be on seven by now, but I could be wrong. Um, yeah, seven. That's very true. You're again. Martin is the smart one. And,、uh, <laughs> Martin's a lot of things, isn't he? Um, yeah, a lot of things. Let's let's not go down that road. <laughs> I.、Um, it's.、Uh, But yeah, it's seven because、um, we recorded some episodes in advance,、um, or tried anyway,、um, to kind of give us some breathing room during Nano. And、uh, yeah, the last episode that got published so far was five, so I got confused. But then again, I got confused by daylight savings, so I'm not smart. I You're welcome. I'm pretty sure you wake up. I'm, I'm confused all around. So, yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, anyway, my name is Greg.、Uh, so he managed to get that part right. I, I'm Martin, and、um, as previously mentioned, we do have、uh, Katie Masters with us, who is、um, far more lively than either of us.、Uh, I try. So, welcome、okay. to the show.、Katie. Thank you. It's good to be here. Uh, now,、uh, first of all, why don't you、uh, tell us a little bit、uh, about yourself,、um, what you're working on, and、um, yeah, you just kind of your 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 writing life kind of thing. My writing life. Oh wow. Well, I mean, if you wanted to go that far back, I'd have to start when I was like, you know, able to talk.、Um, but I carry right on. Right. Yeah. No. I come from a very long line of storytellers, so pretty much I've been a storyteller since I was able to speak.、Um, but I'm trying to think. Gosh,、uh, things I'm working on now are really, really varied and a lot. So I'm currently working on a girl, girl,、uh, geeky rom com comic,、uh, or really it's a graphic novel. I think is what we decided it was going to be.、Um, and I'm working with an artist with that and. Um, yeah, sorry. I hear breathing, so I feel like that meant a question was about to happen. <laughs> no, I was、uh, I was just、uh, saying that that's pretty awesome that you're working on that.、Oh, thank you. I try apparently,、um, and I'm working on two middle grade children's books and a paranormal romance mystery. Currently, nice blend of genres. Right, I try. <laughs> I have what I'm supposed to be writing a、uh, second book for my sci-fi、uh, story 
that is getting, uh, it's out next year actually, and they haven't asked for the second book yet, so I'm just, hopefully they're not listening to this, but uh, I'm supposed to start on that soon, I'm sure. Haven't. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, you mentioned you've got a a book uh, that's going to be coming out next year. Um, Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, um, it's a modern day science fiction thriller, alien takeover. Um, So sci-fi. Uh, it's called Beacons, and it comes out next spring at some point. That sounds pretty awesome. Um, is it available to pre-order yet, or, or are we going to have to I don't think it's... A, I think you'll have to wait for it. It's not available for pre-order yet. I think that's closer to the date, probably more in the January, February area. I'm assuming... I have no idea. My publishing house will tell me. Um, I, have, I know nothing. I know nothing about my own book. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but it's <laughs> but it's about uh, the book itself is about three main characters from around the world, different ages, different genders, um, who find that they are the only three that are not falling to an insidious alien invasion, and uh, everyone else on the planet is uh, kind of going to sleep except them, and they don't know why, and they find they might have a chance to figure it out and possibly save Earth. Sounds cool. Sci-fi is always good. Um, <laughs> right? I assuming that you are uh, you're a full-time writer. I am not because I'm new to trying to get my writing career going. <laughs> right? It's a, it takes a lot. It's a long time. It's definitely not been an easy or like fast journey. So writing mostly isn't. <laughs> So uh, what what yeah, I'm absolutely. what I'm kind of admiring here is that um, you have time for all these projects. Uh, then I'm assuming a job and being awesome um, on Twitter. Um, how exactly is that? Like, uh, is, is there some kind of um, dimensional device that you use to have thirty six <laughs> hours in a day or something? Well, I travel. <laughs> <laughs> it's called procrastination, um, and <laughs> um, no, oh, we're I very can't... familiar with that. Right, it's great. So I'm usually on Twitter when I probably should be writing, uh, and then I'm writing when I should be on Twitter, and then uh, I work part time <laughs> so that I have time to write and be on Twitter as much as I am. So fantastic. Speaking of your uh, of your Twitter presence, uh, I did want to um, bring up something. Actually, uh, um, you are the self-proclaimed writer's big sister. Um, I'm really interested as to how that came about and um, why you why you wanted to have that that stance where you're you're immensely supportive of all the writers that you, that you encounter. Um, and you're always uh, sending out tweets about uh, it. Just kind of kind of morale boosting really um so how did that get started um that actually okay so it's kind of a two-parter uh most of the time uh i say really supportive positive things because they're things i wish i was being told or that i tell myself and so i figured if i'm if i'm feeling this way and i'm telling myself this like there must be 50 million people feeling the same way probably so i should support them too because I know how it feels because I'm trying to support myself. So um, 
that's how that started. Um, as for being a big sister, I'm actually a big sister of uh, four kids, uh, and I'm the oldest. Um, and I, I just kind of felt that everyone needed one because on on Twitter, at least on on the writing community in Twitter, uh, regardless of age, there tends to be a lot of people who are really down on themselves. Um, and kind of put their work down and themselves down. And as a big sister and growing up being a big sister, I, I have my siblings do that. So I'm constantly hitting them and saying, stop doing that. You're wonderful. And so <laughs> I'm doing what all my siblings do. I'll just, I'll just go and touch it, hit them and say, stop it. You're wonderful. So <laughs> yeah, I've only ever been the, uh, the, the little brother. So, um, uh, it, it's, it's nice having having someone with that kind of uh, that kind of outlook and i have noticed so many times there's been times when you put out your 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 really supportive posts and so many people are just going i really needed to hear this today and i I just think it's it's a wonderful thing and the the kind of posts you put out are just simply fantastic they really are oh i try yeah no honestly probably seven out of ten times when I put those up it's because I'm feeling down myself (laughs) um so I try to cheer other people up because I'm feeling bad (laughs) um but but that's why I do it because if you're gonna feel bad I just try you know you got to stay positive or at least try so I it makes me happy to make other people happy at the end of the day so if if my being sad helps make them better like cool awesome yeah, I, I can't remember where I read this, but uh, there's a saying that goes like, uh, a shared sorrow is half sorrow. Oh, that's a good thing. I've heard that one, yeah. To- totally true, unless you're like super miserable and then maybe not so true. <laughs> yeah, but, but you know, um, like um, the, the majority of the time when, when we think that... Uh, we are the only ones who, who feel that way, like connecting with others and learning that they go through the same thing um, helps. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like that's that's kind of a thing. I think especially for writers, we're so much in our own head, nine, like every day we're in our own heads. And uh, it's really easy to fall in that trap of being down on yourself and telling yourself you're not good enough or you know, those kinds of things. It's really easy to do that. And so we end up being really lonely and not saying that we're lonely or saying that we're scared or depressed or angry or disheartened. And so I try to be more upfront about it. Like if you are depressed or sad or, you know, speak about it because there are other people who are feeling what you're feeling too. You're not alone. And writers often feel that they are. And I think that's why my posts tend to resonate so well with people is, um, because that like they were feeling that way that day and I was too and what do you know so it was you know 900 other people and they needed to hear it so. <laughs> awesome it really is I was uh, also interested when listening to you, you the list the kind of projects that you've got you you've got quite a broad range of things uh, not just in terms of genre but also audiences that you're writing for um how do you find uh, differentiating between the, the, th- the kind of audiences that you've got? Because you said you've got uh, sort of middle grade children, you've got uh, normal sort of adult and young adult kind of things. Um, so is, how do you find switching between those kind of uh, styles of writing? I am not 
hard? Um, gen like generally for me, the characters kind of just show up with a story in my head and go, here you go. And so that I have found it to be fairly easy only because I feel like it's not me writing. It's whatever characters decided to come out. Um, and I just kind of let them go. Um, I will say probably middle grade has been the of it the trickiest only because I'm constantly worried that a word is too large uh, or I'm using too complex of a word. Uh, but in my daily life, I'm a nanny um, and I work with children with special needs all the time. Um, and so I am really used to working with kids and knowing how they talk and, and how they interact, even not just with special needs, just every day. Um, and so for me, middle grade, I have to perpetually, is this word okay? I'm, I'm actually okay with knowing that I can uh, explain things for kids because I have to do that every single day. But, but making sure I'm not I'm word that they'll get is, is good. And there's actually a fine balance uh, in middle grade because you have to find words that are going to make them question what it is. Like they might get the gist of what it is, but they'll want to know how to say the word or look it up because it sounds interesting to them. But you hard that they just give up. And so finding that balance can be really hard. <laughs> Awesome. Great. That, 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 just, that just makes you sound you know, more awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. I, I feel like I'm like super nerdy half the time, but thank you. <laughs> I'll take awesome. Well, uh, as we as we've probably established um, on on numerous occasions, um, yeah, nerds are like awesome. So I know there were those movies, right? <laughs> Yeah, we are taking over the world, finally. Damn straight. Took long enough. It's it's right. our time now. It's been our time for like 10 years. We're kind of slaying. So. <laughs> so you look at the Marvel franchise. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, that's skyrocketed at long last. DC, not so much, but yeah, we don't talk about that. Well, DC is... Oh, no, why not? <laughs> DC is on the rise in TV, so... I, I think yeah I, I, I like DC a little bit more than Marvel if that makes me lose followers <laughs> <laughs> well we'll, we'll we'll see how you go <laughs> <laughs> they, I mean they, oh, this this is fine it's just their movie division is that the incompetent ones um, yeah I yeah their storytelling is good though yeah and uh, they're actually much more diverse than Marvel is uh, Marvel I feel sometimes uh, does diversity for the sake of being diverse, not for the actual story, the actual characters. Uh, and DC is well known for having different comics and comics that represent uh, underrepresented people, like people who are gay. So they they have comic divisions for specifically that. I don't know that Marvel does. Uh, well, Greg's the Marvel expert uh, among us, so you uh, <laughs> you know better better than us. Um, I'm not sure I, I, I agree with uh, with you on that, but uh, I will say Look, that... I've said it, so it must be true, all right? Um, not you, with, with Katie, about um, yeah. the diversity um, part. But then again, I I'm, I have to admit, I, I haven't really looked at them this way. Um, but I do think that, uh, for example, Batman is... Mm -hmm. probably a better character than any other 
um, in the DC or in the in the Marvel. Oh, sure. No, no, I love that. That's actually one of my favorite storylines and like worlds. I really love Batman. That's that's a great story. And it's a shame that they can't make a proper movie about him. <laughs> Really? Um, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure you know the the first two, the the, the Michael Keaton ones were were pretty decent, and then you had uh, the Dark Knight, which was pretty awesome. Um, yeah, but they are kind of at the at the two ends of the spectrum. Like the, I I grew up with the with the '89 Batman. Um, that's the that's my Batman. Um, but. Uh, even I can admit that it was campy as hell, um, <laughs> and like it's a it's a Tim Burton movie, so it's not, not it's not really a Batman movie. It's 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 a Tim Burton Batman movie, so that's a different Look, if, thing. If you want to talk campy, I, I we could always go to like Batman Forever. That's yeah. campy. Yeah, like okay, yeah, that's really over. I'll, the top. I'll say for Tim. Right. Well, I'll say for Tim Burton, <laughs> he made that film. He. he he did some really good stuff with it. Like, uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but throughout the whole movie, it's constantly gray. It's never just sunny and happy. It's, it's, it was a really good atmospheric thing, I felt they did for the, yeah. for the show. Which one are we talking about now? Hmm? Which one are we talking about now? You, you, um, f- uh, as far as I'm concerned, anyway, you, you kind of keep um, fading in and out. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't. Hopefully, my connection isn't awful. It might be. I don't know. Um, the the Tim Burton Batman movies. Those oh, were. Yeah. I thought those were well done. Yeah, I did. Uh, and of course, uh, it's got the, the the best ever Catwoman. Yes, it does. Well, the only Catwoman that's. Yeah. Well. Um, yeah. But, but, and I will say this, and this will lose me followers, I think the best Batman as, a, as an actor is actually Ben Affleck. Okay. Really? Uh, follow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can't really comment. I haven't seen the newer ones, but... Um, un, un, it doesn't opinion. look too bad from what I've seen, but I, the, I, I can't, can't really comment. That 15 second scene in Batman v Superman, uh, the warehouse scene, um, that kind, that that just blew my mind. That was that was quintessential Batman. That's 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 what I want from a Batman movie because that's Batman. Um, but yeah, uh, I I can't remember where I uh, and it was uh, where I uh, heard this, but uh, it was a great. Uh, it was a great thought that uh, the reason why DC struggles with their movies um, mm-hmm. and why Marvel is so successful with theirs is that, and this is this is actually a, a good lesson for uh, storytellers, is that uh, DC characters are not very cinematic. Like Batman is Batman is is a is a dark it's a, it's it's a brooding character and, and the stories that come with it, um, you know sixty uh, the the Adam West TV show on withstanding, um, so it doesn't lend itself as much to cinema as as 
the Marvel characters who are kind of bubbly and uh, bright and colorful um, are, and uh, and it doesn't make it any you know any better or worse. Um, it's just uh, it's just it's it's a good idea to take a look at the character and because character can influence the medium mm-hmm. and what works as a character in comics or or whatever it may not work as a film so back back to you Katie um, can you tell us a little about about your writing process um, how do you work how do you like you mentioned uh, a little bit that uh, you kind of have characters fully formed come to you and uh, um, you write those stories down but um, is there any any particular process do you outline do you kind of discovery writes oh I um, that's a good question I have a weird writing I I would usually when the story comes I'll have like a beginning a middle and end and then whatever happens in between that's what happens and um, my, my writing process for each each story is very different I guess I wrote Oh gosh, I wrote my YA um, friend of that one in a month and a half um, because I was focused and I wrote every single day. Uh, and actually, like the last stretch of it was a real was just kind of a I had to push myself, but I like I did it, and it was a month and a half it took. Um, and then the second, not like um, the one that I wrote, the one that's getting picked up, Beacons. Um, that one I wrote in a month I wrote it in four weeks except for the last 20 pages which took almost a year where I didn't write that story for like a year uh, because I couldn't get my characters to do what I wanted and the ending wouldn't work well and it was extremely frustrating Um, and for me I tend to hear my characters voices I don't have to I personally I Katie don't have to say or do anything it's usually my characters writing not me is how I see it and so they just went silent I I had no characters in my head whatsoever for that story for like a year and it was almost a year to the day it was really really frustrating Uh, and it was because I was trying to make my characters do something they didn't want to do and act in ways that uh, they didn't want to act and I was trying to force it just so I could end the story and because I was trying to force it they went no then never mind you're not writing it um, so. <laughs> so I spent a year just being like, okay, um, I'll write something else then, I guess. Um, and, they've, and then finally I, I realized that that was why I had that problem. And I wrote 20 pages in a day and it was done. So I, I can certainly um, uh, relate to the whole uh, having issues with, with writing for long periods of time, um, as I may have briefly mentioned to you on, on, on Twitter, I've very recently got back into the swing of writing after yeah. a really long time of not being able to, to, to focus and get on with things. And the amount of work I've put out in the last few days alone, um, last night I did 2029 words and it was just so liberating. Nice to know. Good job. It's just, I, I, when, when you're writing a story and for once I, I'm writing a story where I've actually got plot points laid out and, and I know what's happening in, in some major places yeah. 
So every time I hit one of those major plot points, I can just power through it, and it's just amazing. But the problem I was getting was getting to those places, and I was getting distracted by a lot of things. And it was just immensely frustrating. Yeah, I, yeah, I no, I uh, associate with a lot of the things that you were saying. Oh, alone, yay! <laughs> yeah, no, I've actually <laughs> this whole year has been frustrating as a writer for me, just because I'll get like a, a burst of inspiration and then by the time I get home to write it I'm not inspired anymore um, or I just go long stretches like I'll write something for a week and then I go long stretches like a month or two where I'm not inspired I can't bring myself to write um, and I learned not everyone agrees with me and that's totally fine because everyone's different um, I found that I can't write and just push through it when I'm in those moods because I'll try and I hate everything I write. I'll come back to it the next day to see, well, maybe I was just in a mood and maybe it's better than I thought it was. And I read it and know it's like worse than I thought it was the day before. And then it makes me believe, oh, I really am a bad writer. Never mind, I shouldn't write anymore. So I've learned to not, for me personally, push myself when I'm in a bad writing mood to just write because it never works, ever. No, absolutely. Um, I really don't. Uh, I, I do not relate to uh, the kind of people that, that say when you when you're feeling writer's block, just power through it. It's like, but I can't. Right, <laughs> right. It's the worst. And props to the people who can do that because I can't. <laughs> I also don't trust people that that say writer's block doesn't exist. Like, really? It blatantly <laughs> does. Right, and I think I think it's because everyone has different terms for what writer's block is or isn't. Mm, um, yeah. Like, you know, and so I see writer's block as something you have where your passion for, like, writing or story is gone. You don't have any. You have no, inform or, uh, no imagination coming in, no drive, no need, and uh, everything you try and write is, including, like, for the story you're working on. It just suddenly isn't there anymore. And that, to me, is a writer's block. Um, for me personally, but some people might just see a scene as a writer's block if they can't get one scene. For me, it's a complete void of any imagination whatsoever. So, and I had like three months of that at the beginning of the year where I felt no need or drive to write or anything. Like January through March, it was awful. <laughs> like I, I generally sat at my computer going like, is this the end? Do I, am I like no longer I just don't write anymore. Oh yeah, I, I have felt that so much as well. Uh, I, exactly the same sort of feeling. It was just when you 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 feel like you can't get any writing done, and you just start questioning. Well, was that it? Was that all I had in me? Was just, I mean, in my case, it was just two books. It's like, is that all that that I'm going to be able to do in the, the the entire course of my life? Right. Worst feeling. It really is. <laughs> it is so. <laughs> and Which I think is, show... is. Yeah, sorry, Greg. Um, I, I, I'm, I was just saying that uh, it goes to show that um, first, uh, nobody knows anything in this business, um, and because because <laughs> it's really like one person's writer's block is another's. I don't know whatever it is, um, and. Uh, mm -hmm. And it, uh, but that's that's actually a source. It it can be a source of inspiration or source of motivation um, for 
for anyone who who is trying to start writing is that there is no there's no one way there's no set path um so just uh figure it out for yourself and uh, go for it absolutely yeah yeah writing is everyone's journey is going to be different there are things that are similar and things everyone can relate to but it's still you know slightly to the left everyone's journey is still slightly different um and there's yeah there's definitely no right or wrong way to do something and um especially writing and that's and that's like the worst when people ask me for writing advice because i'm sitting there going like i don't know what i'm doing don't ask me like <laughs> i'm going to leave you with gray which is exactly <laughs> why one of my favorite bits of advice that i've ever come across is ignore the advice it's, right, right? it sounds counterintuitive right. but um it, the, the, the person who mentioned it went on to say that you know it's, all these different authors are going to have different different ideas about what's what constitutes the right way to write when really you just have to find your own way of doing it if if you know just doing one word a day is is right for you if just doing one page a, a week is right for you then that's right for you just find your way yeah. and stick with that yeah everyone exactly and i especially especially feel for the people who are first starting out writing or even just you know are maybe a year into it um and they're looking at everyone else around them and being like well they're writing 500 words or 10,000 words or 5,000 words and it, but like everyone's pace is different and even VE Schwab right like the author of of a darker shade of magic like she's actively put on Twitter like a, something like a two weeks ago uh she was looking at everyone's word count at 5,000 and she's staring and she's got <laughs> so I mean and she's you know she's famous like that's everyone is different and no one no one writes 24/7 or no okay not everyone writes 24/7 uh there are authors right uh they have a routine and they write Monday through Friday they treat it like a job Monday through Friday 8 to 5 they're writing and I I cannot do that I do not have that stamina um well but, but I can I, and three hours writing and get 10,000 words on a good day uh and when i was really pushing myself uh at the end of one of my books i wrote something like 60 pages in like eight hours because i was like i have to get it done and i wrote like i don't even know how many thousands of words but I, it was a lot uh, <laughs> so but everyone's different yeah again went through the same kind of uh, went through the same kind of process during my, when i was writing my first book there's just one particular night where just all the ideas were just pouring out and it was just like I was just sat at the keyboard and my fingers were practically bleeding I was like no I'm got I've got to keep writing it's three o'clock in the morning I've got to keep writing yeah I, got, oh, I ended up going yes. to bed at five in the morning that's that is my favorite zone though where you don't even you're not even thinking you're just writing and the story's going that's my favorite because that's when you get the most words out and and that's that's actually like the most important part like um if you regardless of who you are you know when you hit a zone like no matter what time of day it is just keep going because you'll lose it the second you stop i know it sounds awful but it's true though the second you stop like it's done yep, yep. like that's it it really is Back. So just, just keep going. Even if it's five in the morning, just keep going. So. You can sleep later. You can sleep right. when it's on the page, but just keep going. 
Yep, exactly. <laughs> That's I, I did that once where I said, well, I'll take a break. It's fine because I, I still got the flow and I'm really feeling great and this is good. And I like went to go, like honest to God, I like went to go get tea. I came back and I was like, oh, it's gone. <laughs> I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just stand up like, to stretch my legs. I'll just you know, grab a, grab a quick, quick drink and I can't think. How yep. do words work? Oh, there it goes, yeah. Huh? How do words work again? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> but yeah, I I definitely had days where I only wrote a hundred words, if that, and then deleted them the next day. So, I mean, everyone's different and you should never compare your word count to someone else's word count. And um, what was it? A friend of mine who's also a writer, uh, said don't compare your your beginning to someone's middle yeah mm-hmm. very good advice yeah. and i thought that was Indeed. the greatest thing i've ever heard so i constantly remember that whenever i get sad i'm just like but i'm where i'm at and and where i'm at is not where they're at and it's my beginning okay, okay. but but best piece of advice i ever got it, whenever it's, i it's find myself advice. comparing yeah um yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, about writing advice, um, and this metaphor keeps coming back to back to me. Um, as, uh, first, I, I uh, read it um, in Stephen King's book um, on writing. Um, he, he the art yeah, of writing. Um, he he basically described writing advice as a toolbox. Is that not not mm-hmm. every tool will work for you because not every tool is the right tool for the job. And then um, last week I read uh, Chuck Wendig's uh, um, A Thousand and One Ways to Be a Better Writer. And he opens with the exact same metaphor is that uh, take what works, read the advice, um, take the advice, take or keep what works for you and discard what doesn't. And uh, and yeah, I, I, I think that's that's the that's that's a good way of doing it. You know, if it works, don't met, uh, fiddle with it. If it doesn't, keep improving um, and keep trying new things. But other than that, there's like no there's no reason to to compare yourself to others, especially. And I wanted to add that is that. Um, don't compare yourself to others because you don't know what others are doing so maybe someone is a best-selling author and they are doing book tours and they are funny and and make it seem easy but they go home and they are a, a nervous mess um, <laughs> I th- I think, oh yeah i think every writer goes home and is a nervous me- nervous mess <laughs> true enough yeah it right. comes with the territory yeah, take take the advice. I don't think you should ignore advice, but take advice that works for you and resonates with you, uh, because what resonates for you doesn't resonate for someone else. But it's good to listen to advice because you never know what will work for you. Exactly. So don't ignore it and throw it away. But you know, also you don't have to listen and follow every single piece of advice. If you did, you you go insane. Yeah, so. <laughs> I think that's, I think that's a, a much more appropriate refinement of the one that I had read. <laughs> right. I don't know what you read, but I'm just going to agree with so, you because that seems like the right thing to do. The right? one that I mentioned earlier. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on, Casey, try and keep up. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm only on one one mug soup bowl of tea, okay? Like, I need a second one. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fun times. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to, um, so you have this hashtag, uh, writer's table. Is that something that, uh, kind of, um, you invented or, or is it something that you kind of took over? Because I was looking at Twitter and, uh, you are driving that hashtag. Yeah, I made that hashtag. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, I try. I, I yeah, that one was that I came out of a necessity that I saw. Um, I was on Twitter and I had a lot of people telling me that, you know, kind of what you guys were saying earlier, I get a lot of, of uh, messages telling me, oh, you know, I'm, I thought I was the only one that felt this way or, oh, wow, you make me feel like I belong. But what I mostly got was people saying, I'm new to Twitter. I have no idea how to use this. How do you even find people? How do you know, how do you find writers? How do you find readers? And I just sat there going like, how do you, how do you not know? And then I remembered, no, I felt exactly the same way like a year and a half ago when I, you know, two years ago when I joined, I had no idea where to look and no idea how to find a writing community. And so I was getting all these new people going, we don't know how to do that. And I went, all right, I'm going to make a thing for all new writers. And it wasn't just new writers. Like, I, and I don't mean writers that are like, I'm a brand new writer and I'm writing my first book. I mean like new to Twitter uh, or even just, you know, first time writers, whatever. But um, uh, I, I used the hashtag and because I saw that a lot of people didn't know how to find people or felt that they couldn't talk to other writers because, oh, I feel like that writer is so famous or so popular, they wouldn't want to talk to me. I don't know how to how to do that or even how do you start a conversation with someone who's a writer on Twitter. And so I created the hashtag uh, so that anyone who uses that hashtag, you are free to talk to them. They want to talk to you. They want to listen to you. They want a friendship and and to help each other. And so that hashtag was created, at least for me when I created it, that was my intention, was to make it so that if you're new or you're a lurker and you've never talked to anyone before because you don't know how, this hashtag, everyone wants to talk to you. You don't have to fear that they don't want to. They it's want basically to. to promote inclusivity then. Yes. And that is never <laughs> and a bad goal. to be nice to people. It's <laughs> never a bad goal. Right. Yeah, it's an invitation. I mean, I don't think that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, because we, and this topic comes up again and again um, uh, in, in our recent episodes, is uh, how important it is for writers to, to network and make connections. And um, not just for, for the value of practicality, um, because this is a business that where it matters extremely who you know, but also like we discussed uh, just now is the support and the, and the knowledge that, that others are going through similar things that you are. So what kind of advice, um, can you give for, for writers where, uh, uh, besides obviously follow save the search for for writer's table because it's awesome um but what kind of uh what kind of behavior or what kind of um tips you can give 
um, for people looking to make new friends? Um, I would say, judging from what people ask me, my number one advice is just talk to them. You know, most of the time people never hit send. And um, don't be afraid of people. People are on Twitter because it's a social media. It's a social medium. They're there to be social. So you're there to find your tribe and your group, but you can't do that if you never talk to anyone. And most people want to talk. They want to be heard and they want to make friends and they want that group. But if you never talk to each other, you're never going to find it. Uh, and it seems really scary. I, I have a lot of introverted friends. Uh, and friends with anxiety disorders. And it's extremely hard for people, I know, to, especially in person, go up and say hi to someone. That's very nerve wracking. Uh, online, I feel, is a little bit safer because you're behind a screen. Um, and so you you don't have to physically go up to someone, but, but say hi, comment on something. I think um, if it's, you know, saying hi obviously doesn't start a conversation. So my advice that I usually help my friends with uh, is find something that they're saying or talking about and comment on it. That's that's how you start a conversation. Um, and so on Twitter, you know, people want to be, they, they like interacting. Um, uh, I've said this before on Twitter, but um, if you imagine it as you, do you want people to talk to you? How do you feel if someone comments on your stuff or likes something and makes you feel really good? So what do you think that makes other people feel like when you do that for them? Yeah. Like, and and, and yeah. new users would also be surprised by how often you'll say you'll make a comment on on one person's post, but then you'll actually get replies from other people who who follow that person. Yeah. That's how uh, how I ended up following a lot of people when I first joined, because I would comment on stuff that I was interested in, and then other people that were also interested in the same thing and followed the same people would respond to me. And so yeah, that's how I found a lot of friends too. Yeah, I mean, that's how I found friends on Twitter was people responding to me, responding to someone else, and then we'd like go off on these funny tangents, and then we're like, we should be friends. Why are we on this thread? And we like friends. <laughs> so it's the best way for us. Yeah, no, it it is. So I would say, you know, don't be don't be nervous, don't be scared. Um, you're not insulting anyone or annoying anyone or bothering anyone when you're responding to something they put out. And I think that is some people's concern, you know, is that they're, oh, well, would I be annoying them, especially for famous authors? Um, uh, they don't want to talk to them sometimes or comment because they're like, oh, no, I, I would just be annoying them. But they're on social media for a reason, you know, and uh, sometimes they don't get to be with people because they're stuck in their home. They want to talk to people or maybe they have anxiety. And so for them, Twitter is much safer and easier and less stressful for them to get to know people on than face to face. So I know I've talked to famous authors and uh, and other famous people that I was sure would not, you know, even notice that I said anything, but they do. And they absolutely scroll through their stuff and comment on it. And so um, I've made a couple friends that way. And it's, it, you just have to go out there and talk. They, they're human. They're people, just like you. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Very, very sound advice. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I don't know. But I, I also, I'm a, I'm a huge anime nerd and I've had and I cosplayed and I've done that all throughout high school and college so 
Um, I've definitely had my chance to learn how to be that way and to just go up and talk to people and meet people who were genuine, were famous, but were genuinely down to earth and funny and nice and just wanted to be treated like a person because they're often not. So I think Twitter is kind of a safe place to go do that a little bit. And it's, yeah. and it's so nice to, to hear a positive spin, not spin, um, opinion on Twitter because it uh, it became the perception became that that Twitter um, is an awful place um, and uh, it can be but uh, but it can it can be an incredibly supportive and, and positive environment you just need to need to start like with a, with a positive attitude find the people who are worth talking to and not be a cynic. Please don't be a cynic. Certainly what, uh, what people refer to as Twitter is, is, is um, a really, really lovely community to be part of, I think. Indeed. Which was the writer's community? Yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, no, everyone there is super, super supportive and nice, nine out of ten times. Um, I really like it. I tend to uh, only look for the positive things in general only because like I don't know the rest of Twitter because I just stay on the right like the writer's Twitter and the bookworm Twitter and call it a day <laughs> um I don't go to oh, the the Twitter is, like, super- I'm good with not being there <laughs> yeah and, and Twitter is built for discussion it's uh um it's it the the heart of it is is the reply and and the kind of amplifying these positive voices like yours um, it's uh, it's so good that that more and more people um, learn how to do that and not just uh, kind of use it as a soapbox to um, promo their whatever they are promoting. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I feel that the world is already filled with a lot of negativity and. If you can be positive, even about just one thing, like maybe be positive about that. <laughs> so, um, I think. But but yeah, that's why I cre- that's why I created the writers table was I wanted it to be a safe, positive place for people, not a place where people were going to bash on you or be rude to you or you know. So the community I I gathered my friends, these really amazing people. Um, I've watched friendships grow because I, I read all the threads. I don't always get to respond to everything because my inbox goes insane. Like I, ha- I have a lot, um, but I try. I read everything. I try to respond to everything that I can. Uh, and if I can't, I try to like it. But I've seen so many friendships form because I follow the threads. I've seen people become better readers and then friends for each other and support groups for each other. And that's like, that's why I made it. Like every time I see something like that happen, I'm like, yes. My hashtag works. I did it. My life is complete. So, <laughs> so it's it's a positive place because there's a lot of places I feel that can be negative where you can go that route, and um, I I didn't want that. I wanted a place where people could safely talk to people and know that they're there to support you and be your friend, not you know put you down well, or tell you something's impossible. It certainly seems to work from where I'm sitting, standing, yeah. sitting, from my point of view. Yeah. Reach the point in the broadcast, uh, broadcast when uh, Martin doesn't know if he's sitting or standing. 
At this precise moment in time, I'm sitting, but it, it could change at any minute. Does Greg know what's going on these days? Probably not, but just just for now, there. Greg knows a lot about what's going on these days. He doesn't do really? math well. You didn't seem to know, yeah, you know, uh, when we were getting things sorted for to this recording session because you can't figure out daytime savings. Apparently, I can figure out <laughs> day, day, uh, daytime savings. I like we had it when when it was affecting me. I knew I had to adjust my clocks. I'm not necessarily up to speed where everyone, uh, when everyone else. You know what? This is, this, this is this is America's fault for doing it a week later than everybody else. I know. Yeah, we like to be special. <laughs> you know, it's it's about the equator. What are you talking about? It's we're just you know on different lines. It's fine. <laughs> that's not. That's that's just an excuse, and you know it. Um. And, and by the way, in Arizona, they don't adjust their clocks. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. A couple, because it's not an agricultural state. We did it for agriculture uh, because the farmers wanted Yeah, surprise! Bet you didn't know that. It was done for agriculture, agricultural purposes. Um, but Arizona is not an agricultural state that I'm aware of. So, like, you know, a big, huge, game-changing agricultural state. So they don't... I'm trying to work out if that's just um, if if that's uh, Arizona being more or less awkward. Uh, that's Arizona being a desert, so <laughs> can't really grow things in deserts, at least not well. Yeah. So <laughs> they they don't do it in Iceland, and, and they don't grow much either. So I, I I'm starting to see a pattern here. Yeah. California has it because we produce a lot of food for the world. There. I thought California was just famous for oranges. No, that's no we're famous for Hollywood. No, Florida, sorry. <laughs> no, um, or Orange County is, is, is California. Florida. And it was called Orange County because it was nothing but orange groves at the time. Yeah. I don't bloody know. <laughs> If it's, well, if you it's know, not if you this just, side of the Atlantic, I don't know it, all right? Cross that little puddle. <laughs> anyway, that's we're, we're rapidly approaching the one-hour mark. So, oh, we are. Yes. You're right. Uh, it time, doesn't time actually flies. feel like it for a change. Yeah, time, time flies. What do you so, uh, Hold on, hold that, hold, hold that thought. Um... Are you, are you saying that uh, time crawls when uh, when you are forced to talk to me and not uh, someone delightful like Katie? I'm not saying anything. I didn't say anything I'll... then and I'm not saying anything now. <laughs> <laughs> are you pleading the fifth? That's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of saddened that nobody actually got the quote, uh, got the quote that I just made, but there you go. If anybody has oh, no, listened, huh? If any, if oh, I said I'm sorry. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Going on like a cup of tea right now. If any of one our, cup of tea. If any of our listeners did get did get the quote and the reference that I just made, then by all means, drop us a line and and you know, congratulate me for dropping it in there because I was really proud of it. Yeah, he he needs the encouragement, guys. <laughs> 
<laughs> Being smart is the only thing. So, you know. yeah, yeah. And when we don't have guests on, I'm also the prettier, uh, pretty one. Okay, that was just, that, that was, was a cheap nice shot. <laughs> Greg, Greg, you're forgetting. I've seen you without your without your beard. It's not a pretty sight. Well, it's no shape to remember, so I that I face to will haunt me for the rest of my life. <laughs> and, oh, poor you! And, and here I thought I was doing something good for you know um, male uh, health awareness or whatever, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, is that? Do they still do that? The beer, like the the beard. Yeah, yeah they do. Oh, they do uh, November, which is the mustache, and uh, no shave November, which is the which is the beard. Oh, okay, I'm gonna have to watch all my friends and be like, "Are you guys doing that this year?" <laughs> Four days in, come on, guys. <laughs> so anyway. Yes, I think we've uh, we've we've uh, reached peak insanity for the night. So um, perhaps we should uh, kind of wrap it up. Well, it's night for us. It's uh, very well peak um, afternoon insanity for Kitty. Yeah, it is just almost three o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> I still have a ways to go, and thanks to insomnia, I have really long ways to go. So it'll be fun. <laughs> but that's. By the way, I just want to point out that's the greatest the greatest compliment I got about on Twitter was I wasn't I was tagged in the thread, but I wasn't actively like, you know, spoken to. And someone asked, does Katie ever actually sleep? And someone went, no, I'm pretty sure she's a vampire. And it was the best compliment ever because because I have insomnia, the way it works out is I stay up really late. So everyone in Europe is waking up and sees my tweets at like two in the morning, but then I'll go to bed for like five hours. And when I wake up again, it's you know ten in the morning, and so everyone in America is still awake. It's evening in England, so they're still seeing my teeth. <laughs> like I've been up. <laughs> Fantastic. So, right. yes, let's 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 wrap this up now, then, shall we? Go for it. Absolutely, because I'm a lot longer than you. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, let's uh, let's give Katie a chance to actually try and uh, have uh, a slightly more productive day than um, sitting around babbling to us. Um, so yes, um, this has been our very uh, wonderful guest, Casey Masters. Uh, you will be able to find everybody's links uh, to all our Twitter pages in the show notes. Uh, so that will be Greg's individual page, my individual page. Katie's page and by all means get on there and uh, follow the writer's table hashtag because you will find lots and lots of extra wonderful people through through that there is also yep, and I'll talk to you sorry <laughs> and I'll talk to you <laughs> yes even better uh, there is also the um, at writerings uh, page itself uh, by all means uh, drop us a line get in touch with us through there uh, let us know if you want to be a guest on the show if you've got any ideas what we can talk about next time if there's anything you want to hear us talk about or if you just want to say how we're doing by all means we'd love to hear it we love feedback uh, you can drop us a voice message on Anchor get on there let us know 
You can also rate the podcast on uh, iTunes and various other places that Greg will probably fill in for me because I don't know where they are. Um, wherever you get your podcasts, you know, leave a review or share us with your friends, share us with your enemies, share us Just with share everybody. Us. Yeah, share us. We love to hear it all. Uh, and of course, we do have uh, um, email as well. So that is writerings.podcast at gmail.com. We Drop us email. a line. Yeah, we love email. Yes, we do. I think I've covered everything. Ah, uh, you did. Fantastic. Yeah, you did good. <laughs> good job. I did good. He writes, he talks, <laughs> he does everything. He can say words. Yeah. He puts them mostly in order. It's great. Thank you. I'm here all week. Try the veal. And see if you'll make this. That too. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, for, uh, for another week, uh, I have been Martin. And I have been Greg. I've been Katie. Thank and you so hopefully much. Hopefully, we'll for... still be. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm hoping that too. I'm, I'm really hoping for that. Um, and thank you so much for coming on and uh, spreading positivity. Um, mm-hmm. We needed that. Uh, needed it. I think our listeners um, uh, will particularly enjoy it. And, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Go on Twitter and say hi to Katie. Please do. Hi, Katie. <laughs> And, of course, as always, thank everybody who's dropped in to listen to us. We really appreciate you being here. Indeed. Um, Thank you very much, and we will talk to you next week. Yes. Thank you very much, and good night. Cheers. Thank you. Good night, everyone. Bye. Night, guys.